Hello, everyone. This is Sonata Allison. You're listening to episode 40 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. So as you can see, we will be talking about modesty today. Um, but I quickly want to give a shout out to all the TikTokers are listening. Um, I always like to give you guys little updates on, you know, the family that we have formed here. Um, and actually, after America, um, Zambia is my, our second group of people in the world that are watching or listening to the podcast. So I think that's pretty cool. Also, to remind you guys, um, for the interviews that I do, I always put the video up on YouTube. So you guys can always watch that. Um, if I don't have any technical difficulties. So, um, as you guys know, we'll be talking about modesty today. And I think this is a topic that the church has really taken, um, something beautiful that can provide protection and just like basic logic to guard your temple and turn it into, um, like two finger spaghetti straps and arm length shorts and squirts. So, (laughs) um, I definitely want to talk about, uh, modesty today, um, and everything like that. So let's get into it. Alrighty. So, um, this is not going to be an episode where we're bashing men or bashing women. Um, y'all know we don't do that over here at the parallel, but I do want to talk about the, um, the way that this phrase, you know, modest is the hottest has been used against women and girls in the church, but also how women and girls can, um, kind of use this negative view of it to make decisions about modesty that actually aren't healthy. And when I say healthy in this conversation, I'm speaking about emotional and spiritual health. And, you know, at the end of the day, as Christians, our ultimate goal is what? To honor the Lord with our lives. And I want us to pause there for a second and take inventory. Now, not just sexually, but every avenue, every nook and cranny of your life, um, ask yourself, Is there any area of my life where I have made excuses to leave Christ out of? Is there an area where I've placed myself and my desires on the throne of my heart? Um, And I want you to make a decision to submit that to Christ. For some of us today, um, it'll kind of mark the day of a complete 180 for you. Um, For others, it'll be a constant bringing focus back to Christ in that area, which is neither is better than the other. Um, And I know this may feel besides the point, but I think when it comes to dating and sexuality, if your life is not devoted to Christ, um, then your dating and sexuality will reflect that. So um, I want to talk about how the Bible views modesty and give you a better understanding so later we can do the same thing when it comes to modesty. So growing up, like I've said in previous episodes, um, I believe that, you know, I think it was the first episode about opposite sex friendships. Um... I spoke about how my mother imparted modesty to me and how it basically sticks with me today. So even to this day, my mom doesn't like me wearing two piece bathing suits and I'm grown. Like only recently, um, I'm talking like last year, was she able to compliment me on these leggings I had that um, minorly showed the sides of my legs through a mesh outlining. So (laughs) she said to me, if it's not for sale, don't advertise. And if she knew the one about the cow and the milk, she would have recited that one too. Um, Now, do I think this stunted my sexual maturity? No, but I definitely feel like it played a part. So um, 
as we've talked about in episode seven and in episode 30, the church does a great job of fear mongering when it comes to our bodies. Girls have been taught to cover up so their brothers in Christ don't lust after them. And I just want to say this. I'm 27. So if you are from my generation, you know, we were looking frumpy in them early middle school days. And you know, boys still want to touch my butt, you know what I'm saying? But also, I genuinely don't think that men spend as much time sexualizing us um, at, to the extent that the church has made us think they do. Like, you're really telling me, if my shoulders are exposed, and, um, and, and, and when I went to a private school, if my shorts didn't come to my fingertips, like, my male classmates really couldn't focus, that's what you're telling me? And I'm gonna just get on my soapbox real quick. I have long arms, so... You know, while the shorter arm girls got to wear decent sized shorts, I'm basically wearing shorts to my knees. That's not fair. You know what I'm saying? That that whole scenario, oh, I don't know who thought that was a good idea, but it's not it's not fair. But anyways, I think this whole modesty thing allowed Christian men to actually stay complacent in this area um, because I feel like there's less accountability for their sexual maturity. Um, everything is kind of focused on girls saving ourselves and all that stuff. Um, but I think, you know, it definitely set men back, which breeds, you know, porn and other sexual addictions with no understanding of its consequences. Because remember, the Bible outlines um, sexual sin is a sin against yourself. Then it affects your relationships outside of yourself um, and your relationship with Christ. So on that same note, um, this may be controversial, but I do think we play a part in looking out for our brothers. I'm not going to go as far to say that we need to keep them in mind every time we put together an outfit, but I do think that we can be mindful. Um, I think, uh, you know, from this point of view, like there are men, even male friends that you may have that are actively trying to honor the Lord with their sexuality after completely disregarding him with their sexuality. And, you know, for girls that have struggled with pornography and different sexual addictions, you as well. So, um, you know, the Bible talks about not causing your brother to stumble. And, you know, that first is talking about eating and drinking wine, which would cause someone to, to fall. So it's the same thing as, you know, if you know a friend is recovering from alcoholism and you keep asking them to go out for drinks. Like, you know, because sexual sin is such an isolating and taboo sin, you may have no clue who's struggling around you. Um, and a prime example of that is episode 13 that I did on pornography, um, with two of my guy friends. Um, so, you know, I'd never say to focus on men, you know, when you're putting your clothes on, but I do think it's important to be mindful of not causing anyone to stumble. So basically what the church taught me growing up is that the flesh is deceitful and it's dirty. Um, there was no real distinction between the body and the flesh at all, you know, it's just kind of one thing. They're both dirty. It wasn't like a distinction that we came to an understanding of. So, you know, it was just don't touch your own body and definitely don't touch anyone else's. <laughs> and, you know, just wait until marriage because true love waits. And, you know, I can put money on it. After that little middle school message we heard, some of them kids left there and went right to touching themselves and touching others. <laughs> and it's not because modesty is the modest is the hottest or true love weights were not catchy phrases enough. I think it's because we never learned what the why was behind not having sex or engaging sexually um, with each other. So why is modesty important and what even is it? 
So if you look at how the Bible speaks about women's attire, um, because the Bible is so cool and it always has like a running story behind the scenes. Um, the story is Christ's relationship with his bride. Um, and it's really cool because you can look at the parallel when it comes to women and modesty. So modesty actually had way more to do with the kind of woman you are um, on the inside rather than your apparel. So many times in the Bible, um, it speaks about how a woman's adorning should be um, internal. So when I looked into adorning, it basically is referring, ref, sorry, referring to garnish or decoration. And that's a direct reflection to the importance of us not just looking like Christ um, by our deeds or our church attendance, but by a true inward reflection of a life laid down for Christ. So when it comes to the literal sense, the Bible is addressing your heart. Um, modesty is described um, as being orderly and well arranged. And the Israelites issue a lot of the time was with idolatry and forgetfulness. So remember, Christ's bride is Israel a lot throughout the Bible. We're also Christ's bride. So the Israelites issue was idolatry and kind of um, looking, you know, as the Pharisees kind of look like they're they're living for Christ when in reality they're living for themselves. So their issue was idolatry and forgetfulness. So when you're choosing the way that you desire to dress, you have to have Christ in mind. Do you have Christ in mind? Do you remember who you're re representing and ultimately presenting yourself to? Or have you idolized how the world approaches it? Um, are you allowing an inward insecurity to influence the way that you dress? So through working with people who, you know, in therapy who have these insecurities, I've met girls and women who struggle to see their worth as a person. And instead of searching themselves or, or seeking their worth in Christ, they present themselves to the world as a sexual being for attention. Um, and this is attention that never fills the deepest desire. And some of y'all may be like, girl, I'm just trying to wear a crop top and mind my business. <laughs> That's fine and dandy. I love a good crop top. Um, but what I'm speaking more to is the intent. And I know the whole like, you know, free the titties revolution took our generation by storm led by Amber Rose. <laughs> Amber Rose. But um, I do want to remind you of John 17, 16 and, and 1 John um, 5, 12, um, where they both speak about how we're not of this world. Um, this whole podcast is focused on the parallel of being in the world, but not of it. So as a mature Christian, um, you know, there are some things that you just won't participate or don't need to participate in because um, of your love for Christ and the way that you desire to live for him. So, you know, there are some decisions uh, women are making about how they present themselves to the world when they walk out of the house that may even cause themselves to feel uncomfortable. For example, some girls wear like no bra and the shirt they're wearing makes that obvious, but somehow people are you know, perverts for looking. And I'm not saying this warrants people to touch you or make nastier marks. I'm saying um, people are looking and, and, and I'm not saying they're staring. I'm just saying looking. So um, I think this also, modesty is also for men as well, you know? Um, I think, I just, I feel like women have been so like weaponized with this whole modesty thing. But, you know, I think some men that are very attractive, you need to keep your shirt on a little longer. You know what I'm saying? Don't be walking around like that. And we all know about them gray sweatpants. I've talked about it before. Um, and, and some of y'all real strategic with that. So watch yourselves. There are a lot of things that 
you know, men can be thinking about as they listen to this episode as well. Like modesty at the end of the day comes down to inwardly what kind of person you are, if you are able to control yourself and just represent Christ well. So I don't want to only focus on women because men also play a part in this as well. So, yes. But, um, you know, some girls be like, uh, you know what I'm saying, what's wrong with men? Why are they looking at me? But you literally don't even have any pants on, sis. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> put some pants on. Um, and I'm going to reiterate this again. Not one time I said this attire warrants anyone touching you or allowing them to make nasty remarks. Um, but I also think the same goes for the other way about it, too. So we can't make decisions about men based on what we're wearing, just like men can't make decisions about us based on what we're wearing. I'm going to say that again. We cannot make decisions about men based on what we're wearing, just like men can't make decisions about us based on what we're wearing. Um, because, you know, I completely understand that you can be sexually harassed when you're dressed modestly. Like, it's literally happened to me. But I still think it's important to be mindful of how you are presenting yourself, and that's for women and men. So um, when the Bible speaks about modesty, it's highlighting it um, along self-control, and that reminds me of a teaching I've heard a few times when people are speaking to men about strength. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing my best to kind of paraphrase this, but basically he said uh, people have said sometimes restraint is more impressive than your strength um a guy i follow whose name is prince donnell on instagram spoke about how you make you know you may be physically strong but there are going to be situations where your mind has to be strong your strongest asset um and even in the video that i told you guys about with vadi bakum vodi bakum um that he did about what a man must be to date my daughter he spoke about mental toughness because it's more important than physical toughness I think the same thing applies when it comes to modesty like friends I know you can step out and have your foot on a neck wig snatched and, and credit cards out but you have to remember what is more important when presenting yourself like you can still hurt them without exposing your unpresentable parts you know as first corinthians twelve twenty three says um, and it also says on those parts that the body that we think are less honorable, we bestow the greatest honor. So, you know, it's speaking about our private parts and just basically speaking to what I've been, what been I've been saying to you guys about, you know, how the church kind of views, um, you know, our private parts as dishonorable or like how it communicates about the flesh. Like this verse is speaking directly to that on those parts that of our bodies that we think are less honorable. We bestow the greatest honor. So we have to be presenting them with modesty. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode and, you know, it's given you a more uh, palatable way to view modesty and giving you some things to think about, um, you know, but at this point, you know, with the understanding that you have about modesty, I want you to just kind of check yourself and, and think about it for a moment. You know, am I serving the Lord with my body? Like, remember, you know, we all remember the first about how our bodies are a temple. So am I, you know, compartmentalizing the way that I dress or am I thinking about Christ and feeling like, you know what, I am honoring Christ with this, the way that I'm dressing and I don't feel like I'm disrespecting him or causing anyone else to stumble or even, you know, making my insecurities kind of shine through what I'm putting on. So hope this has caused you to be a little more mindful about being modest, but also, you know, give you 
some some things to think about so as you guys know you can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on instagram you can join patreon with the link in the description and you know remember to kiss the sun and always remember to speak the truth bye